0: Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you'll light up the world around you, allowing others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to all those people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of insight and Lots of positivity into your day, so welcome to this episode for young people and, of course, the young at heart, giving young people who are from the LGBT community a voice, those who are questioning with some resources, and to support parents of LGBT young people too. In this episode, you get to meet my daughter, Tayshan who when I asked her if she would like to help me put this series together, she not only jumped at the chance, but came out to me at the same time. <laughs> Join me now as Tayshan and I have a wonderful mother and daughter chat. Let me introduce you to my daughter, Tayshan, And Tayshan has been helping do some of the research for this podcast series and enjoying doing some of the research for the podcast series and we'll be doing the interviews that you'll be listening to as the series unfolds. I know all about her, kind of known her all her life. <laughs> of course, you don't know anything about Tayshan right now. So Tayshan, welcome to the podcast. Hi. And uh, it's the first time that you've been on the podcast, or any podcast, probably. Yeah, yeah first time. <laughs> first time for everything. So tell the listeners a little bit about you. Okay, so I
1: said my name's Tayshan. I'm
0: 23. Live in
1: Stoke-on-Trent. Um, I use she, her pronouns. And I currently
0: identify as a lesbian. Anything else you want to tell the audience about? Well, you know, what you love to do, hobbies, growing up.
1: <laughs> not um, I'm a gymnast. Being a gymnast, well definitely a dancer since I was little um, and then got into gymnastics. I still coach it, I love it. Absolutely love gymnastics and dance. Um, So yeah, that's mainly hobbies, very spiritual. (laughs) I do a lot of meditating, reading books, listening to podcasts, not being on one but listening to them. So yeah, always looking to learn new things. Very involved in social causes and things like that, especially on Instagram, I'm always looking for... New resources to share.
0: I know you're very much into cause, social causes, and uh, feminism, particularly. <laughs> you <laughs> you heard, know, it's uh, a
1: bit of a passion. Heard many a feminist rant from me. <laughs> yeah, feminism is a really big one. Um, LGBTQ plus rights, anti-racism, animal rights. I'm vegan, so very big into animal rights um, and the environment. Just Many, many, any social (laughs) cause. um, I love to educate myself on it and help to educate other people.
0: All around awesome human being. Thank you. So unusual for a podcast, probably to have a a mother and daughter chat about something that is potentially very sensitive for a lot of people, uh, but really important that it's talked about. So... But when did you realise that you were not cisgender? Talk about that journey. I am cisgender,
1: but not straight. So I am cisgender. I identify as the gender that I was born Yes. But um, I realised I wasn't straight probably when I was like 15. And Now I look back previous to that. There's some things that I look back and I'm like, clearly clearly you weren't straight like me. And one of my best friends when I was younger, I was probably like 12. We like planned to live together. We were planning to have children, like get married. And then I look back and I'm like, that was literally a lesbian relationship. Like that, like straight people probably wouldn't be doing that. Um, But I actually realized and came out when I was about 15, um, I came out as bisexual. Um, and I was bisexual up until the beginning of this year. Um, so I, I knew I was bi, it never really, it, it never bothered me. It never, it was just one day I was just like, yeah, I like girls too. And then that that was kind of it, it was very easy for me. Um, and then the beginning of this year, um, I went through a breakup and previous to that, I had said to the person that I was dating before that like I wouldn't, he was a man. And I, I said to him, if I wasn't with you, I literally wouldn't date another man again like just we had a very complicated like history which is why i had a really good connection with him but i literally said to him like i wouldn't be with another man after you um like i want to just focus on dating girls so we broke up i kind of went through a sexuality crisis because i was like i don't want to date men anymore but the label lesbian doesn't really fit queer doesn't really fit but like i said i, I don't want to date men i then reviewed every interaction that I'd ever had with a man um, in relationships or sexually. And I was just like, "Okay, was that real? Was that just compulsory heterosexuality? Just the fact that we are conditioned from a very young age. And a lot of what we see, especially when I was growing up in the media, was just heterosexual relationships. Mm -hmm. There wasn't very much, if any, queer representation. So was that a factor? Was it my just addiction to male validation? And I saw um, I think it was a TikTok that said I saw this recently that said like when you see men, do you think oh I want him to like me, or is it no like I like him? And for me, like looking back on it, it's always been I hope he likes me. Like I hope I hope he likes me, and that's not that's not having genuine feelings for someone. That's literally just male validation. I have now come to the realization it's taken me like six months but it realized that it doesn't matter how I felt or have felt about men in the past it's now that I just don't want to date them and that's fine like I want to focus on dating women and that that's absolutely fine I don't have to go back and beat myself up mentally Mm. about the relationships that I've had with men in the past because at the end of the day it's in the past. And your sexuality is fluid. It's all
0: part of the journey of finding out who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you prefer. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that's fluid anyway, isn't it?
1: So Yeah, definitely, definitely. And one thing that I think has set in in the past couple of months is been it is fluid at the end of the day. Now, like identifying as lesbian is a current thing that might change in the future and that's absolutely okay Mm. i might be pansexual or i might go back to being straight i doubt it but it could happen (laughs) like uh, so yeah it's just it's very fluid that's how i identify at the moment and that's that's fine
0: how did so a 15 coming out as bisexual high school kids at high school can be very judgmental and very cruel so how was that received by your group of friends and not just your friends because your friends are probably supportive of it but other people within the school
1: I think people did know like I wasn't I wasn't secretive about it I didn't date girls in school because no one else that I'm aware of was out so like I didn't really date girls but, like, I only told two people at first, and obviously they were, like, they were very supportive of it. And it helped one of them, like, kind of figure out their sexuality as mm. well from conversations that I've mm. had with that person. Um, again, like I said, it's not something I kept secret, but I've been very lucky that I've never I've never received any biphobia mm. or anything like that. People have been very accepting when I've told them. Um, again, it's one of those things that you do... to do over and over again it's not something you do once but everyone generally has been very accepting i am very grateful for that because i know a lot of people don't have the same experience in school i think there's a there's a lot more stigma of being a man who's bisexual or being gay and i think if that was the case if i was a man in school i think that would be a little bit different Mm. The hypersexualization of bisexual and lesbian women means that it is more.
0: Why, why do you think it's harder for men to come out as bisexual or gay than women or girls to come out as bisexual or gay?
1: Because it, I say it's the hypersexualization of lesbians. I think is a big factor of it, um, and I think uh, like bisexual women are seen as straight. And, and bisexual men are seen as gay, there, there's a lot of biphobia. And it's it's just ingrained, I think, into society that that's how it's seen. And I read an interesting, I think it was a tweet, that said it, it's very... Actually, it was on Instagram. It's very interesting that, like, bisexual women are seen a lot of the time as straight and bisexual men are seen as gay. Like, they both revolve around men. Like, it's very hard for society mm-hmm. to be... Yeah. to Recognize a relationship that doesn't revolve around men, Mm. it's crazy. Mm. Like, why on earth is that the case? Like, every relationship is valid. Being bisexual, no matter which, if you have a preference, you're still bisexual. If you're in a heterosexual relationship, that doesn't make you straight, Mm. you are still bisexual, and that's completely valid. Yeah, but I think it is just there's just much more of a stigma with men. Than there is with women just because of the sexualization. And I think a lot of people, like people say, oh, like all girls are all girls are bi now. Like I've heard that, like, oh god, every girl's bi. And it's like, no, that's not the case. It's just a lot more acceptable for girls to experiment or like kiss their friends on nights out. Mm. Whereas if men did that, it would be seen as gay. And it's like, oh, that's, yeah that's not okay yeah you can't do that whereas girls will happily kiss their friends on nights out mm. and it won't it won't mean anything mm. whereas for men it's just such a big thing for them yeah. not not everyone obviously I'm sure there are male friendship groups who would be happy to do that but it's much it's much less prominent
0: I think mm. Mm. so coming out at 15 as bi and then almost coming out again at 23. As lesbian, has it been a like? Has it been a different experience coming out as a lesbian than it was coming out as bi?
1: Yeah, it's definitely different. I think my age has made it a lot harder for me because coming out at fifteen, everyone's just kind of figuring out who they are anyway. Mm. um But at twenty three, don't get me wrong, loads of people come out older than that, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of, like, I was bi and I'd been bi since I was 15 and I knew it and I was sure of it. I was sure of it until probably, like, mid last year, end of last year. And then, like, it sounds traumatic, but, like, my whole world got shaped, like, <laughs> internal world got shaken up because I was like, this thing that I knew for so long mm. is now, that's not, that's not that's not the case at all. Mm. In terms of coming out to people, um... There's a bit like I posted um, a photo on Instagram and I captioned it like "Your friendly neighborhood lesbian," and someone at work was like, "Didn't you? Didn't you used to date a boy?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was last in a relationship with a man. Like now, <laughs> I'm now I'm gay." And they were like, "Oh, okay." So I think it's hard. It's it's not hard for people to get that like get their head around. But I think at first when I came out, I thought. I put a lot of weight on other people's opinions Mm. and I didn't take into account that it is fluid and whatever label fits for me at the minute, Mm.
0: that's fine. So when you posted that Instagram post, was there any hesitation about, gosh, I hope this person doesn't see that or I'd be mortified if those people saw it? Like, was there anything at all that was like that little bit of like part of you that was holding back
1: um not from a place of like i thought people would think less of me or anything like that it was more that was the first time me saying on social media Mm. i'm a lesbian Mm. whereas i I have that i'm queer in my bio and i post a lot about lgbt rights and i'm pretty sure all my followers knew that i was part of the community Mm. but didn't know kind of where i sat Mm. and that was the first time that i was like This is my label rather than queer, like the umbrella term, which I used the beginning of this year to kind of not box myself Mm. in. It gave me a bit of flexibility of Mm. how I was feeling. That was the first time I was like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. Mm. And I was scared, like for my ex to see it or like, I don't know. I was a bit Mm. scared of that because.
0: So we're sitting here like mother and daughter having this conversation for a lot of people. I imagine that posting something like that might have been difficult. Or the hesitation might, like, what if my what if my mum somebody saw it and told my mum? Or, or what if somebody saw it and told my dad? Not everybody's parents. No. Not everybody who probably having this conversation on a podcast right no. now. They didn't have any hesitation
1: about anyone like that saying it like I came out I literally came out to dad like probably a month or two ago and he asked me something he was like oh have you got another like another bow and I was like dad there will be no more bows and he was like oh are you bisexual I was like no we're past that (laughs) we've gone through that now so we were like I was um but now I'm a lesbian and he was just like (laughs) <laughs> what? It's just like, I didn't even know you're bisexual. I was like, it's not that I've kept it from you. It's yeah. just that it's never be, I've never felt like I actually needed to tell you, like if I had a girlfriend, and they're the same with you if mm. I had a girlfriend and like I would I would happily introduce like her to dad or to you, like it wouldn't be a problem, but I've never felt like it's such a big thing that I need to be like, mm. I'm gay." like I just randomly and I know it's a big thing for some people yeah I do know that
0: at the end of the day you are who you are that isn't that doesn't define you does it it's part, part of who you are and your preferences but it's not your personality it's not your gifts and talents do you know what I mean there's more to you than that for me that it like it doesn't change anything at all it's not even a a ripple in my world because you're just you and that that nothing changes that well i literally came out to you when you still had the idea for this podcast
1: and i was literally like are you soaking about it's like sexual anti-gender podcast i was like yes that would be amazing such a good idea i'll come and do one about me being a lesbian and you were just like yeah sure and then that, <laughs> that was the end of it literally like yeah sure that's like a really good idea like let's do it and i was just like Okay, I, <laughs> cool. That was really that was really easy. Did you know before? Did you have any kind of idea?
0: I before? knew that you were bisexual. I didn't know that you'd made the decision that you were identifying as lesbian. It makes no difference to me whatsoever.
1: I think it's because I thought I I knew that you. I thought you'd already already knew that I was like part of the community anyway. It's just funny how how it all.
0: Planned out. Um, Take it in my stride. I mean, coming out story. You didn't even flinch. You were just like,
1: "Cool, let's do it."
0: But what's brilliant was, uh, and I didn't know that when we were having the conversation about what to do this podcast series. I just think it is a really important topic that is talked about more. And um, so to have you come on board and really being integral to making the podcast series happen, you know, doing the research, search, and enjoying it having the opportunity to do this interview and then for you to go and do the interviews because think it's much more appropriate that somebody young interviews young people and um, especially somebody young with open-mindedness about the different sexual and gender identities it is perfect that you should do the interviews
1: oh it's been so much fun it's been so much fun and it's nice to speak to other people in the community like a lot my friends, most of my friends aren't LGBTQ+, mm. like a few of them are, but like my close friends are not really. Mm. Um, so it's been really nice to talk to people, hear people's experiences yeah. and being able to relate or I'll say something I'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, that's me,
0: I've done that too. So. I know you've recorded some of those interviews and I've been listening to you and there's been some moments that I have laughed out loud. <laughs> I, I'm really excited that people get to hear you interview all these amazing people because their stories are very interesting they're all very different stories and um, yes there are some hilarious very (laughs) human moments in those interviews which uh, uh, I'm excited that other people get to hear. What resources have you found that have been useful to you? that might be useful to either other young people going through that journey already by themselves, questioning, maybe they are at their decisions. I really want to make sure that we give people, both young people and parents, a place to go to get some good information, support and resources. So I know that you have been thinking about it. So what have you found that you think will be helpful?
1: So personal resources. Um, one thing that I found really helpful um, was this uh, document called the Lesbian Master Doc. And you can find it on Google. It's really, really, it's really interesting. It explains about compat, like compulsory heterosexuality in the beginning. It goes through loads and loads of questions um, and it's just really validating. Like there's some questions on there um, that I, I even sent to my friends like, guys, like read this how how me is this one of them was like you get over like you get over like relationships like extremely quickly like they just it doesn't it doesn't faze you and I sent that to one like my best friend and she was like is that written for you like that's literally (laughs) that is literally you and like there's so many questions on there um yeah it's just validating to know that you're not on your own this is a common thing and it's things that you might not necessarily have thought of or they've been in the back of your mind and then they put it in the question and you think ah okay that makes sense now that it makes sense why I'm feeling like Mm. that and it says at the end about like a little bit how I've touched on about it being like a current thing just because you've had relationships and feelings for men in the past doesn't make you any less of a lesbian like it's how you feel in the moment Mm. and if you want to date exclusively date women then you you go use that label like regardless of what happened in the past um so yeah that's been really really helpful tiktok is a really big one i know obviously you think tiktok a lot of the time you think like depends what side of tiktok you're on but like funny videos or dance videos but the lgbt community on tiktok is just amazing like it makes you really feel like you're part of something Mm. from like an educational point of view just from a community point of view it is incredible there's so many great content creators out there it's just it's just a really wholesome place to be <laughs> on lgbtq plus tiktok and again it's things that other people will say like there was one tiktok that said am I lesbian or am i a bisexual that's just traumatized by men and i was just like oh okay that that has put into words everything that I was feeling at the time mm. that I maybe wouldn't have thought of at that time. But then I read it and was like, ah, okay, mm. yes, that's that was what exactly what I was feeling. Again, it's just it's validating to know that other people are going through the same things. Yeah. Um, Instagram's a big one as well. Um, Pink News is really interesting. Um, they post uh, quite a lot about. Um, the different gender identities and sexualities, and they do a little bit like a theme where they do like what people think this is, so like what people think asexual is, mm. and then the next slide is what asexual a- asexuality actually is, and it's got a like a pie chart. Is that the right, like a circle yeah. that pie, yeah, pie, pie chart? Yeah, and it shows how good I am at math. My... <laughs> um, yeah, it's got a pie chart like, split up with all the different things that asexuality actually is but they do that for a lot of the different gender identities Mm. and sexualities Um, and they do like a queer news catch up with the um news things that have been going on for the week which is really interesting to kind of be caught up with what's going on in the community um there's another instagram called you can call me as um who is trans and they um post all about kind of their journey but also post about Bisexuality, all sorts on there, yeah. um, and stopping it, assuming people's genders. It's very, really educational um, post which I highly recommend. Um, and there's another one which is hilarious. Um, it, the app is mapped with 2T's XIV, um, and he's just, he's just hilarious. He's just so funny. He's gay, um, and he posts a lot of educational posts um, about. The whole community, trans, lesbian, gay, bi, all mm. everyone. Mm. Um, but he's just he's just hilarious when he does it. He does a post in in the mornings that's like he's got his coffee and he's like, sip for you. What are you mad about today?" And people post all their, um, he posts all the replies. So yeah, it's just good content. Yeah. very relatable. Um, in terms of parents, I did a quick Google um before the podcast mm. and. I typed in parents of LGBT kids and there's so many pages with resources, mm. Stonewall and SPCC have got one, which you might not necessarily expect, but they've got a really helpful one. Um, there's there's loads on Google that help give you support and um, kind of know what to say, because I think a big thing would be knowing what to say when kids come out to a yeah. parent Yeah. what what do you say to that, I mm. suppose? Um, but there's a lot, loads of pages on Google that you can find what to say, how to go about it, how to go about it if they're questioning it or mm. you think that they might be. So, yeah, there's so much, re- so many resources on there.
0: Tell the listeners about pronouns because pronouns are still a bit new to a lot of people,
1: yeah. Okay, um, so. Obviously, well, pronouns have uh, become a lot more, there's a lot more awareness about it in society now. Obviously, they've been around forever. Like, we all use pronouns, even if you've prescribed them or not, like, you you do use them. So, obviously, you've got she, her, he, him, they, them, or you can use a mix, he, they, she, they. There's... um. I can't think of the word, but there's other pronouns as well that people can use specific to them. Um, so it's not just those that set. Um you can use other pronouns. I use she her. You use she, she her. her. Yeah. Um in terms of people who use, use mixed pronouns, like she, they, a lot of people obviously I'm just speaking on from what I know. This isn't from personal experience, I can't speak to that experience. Um but like a lot of people I think like to mix them so sometimes Mm. use she sometimes use they or depends how they're feeling that day i've seen a lot on tiktok people wear like bands depending on kind of what gender they're feeling um or how they're feeling so if they were wearing one color you would use he pronouns if you would use if they were in another you'd, you'd use she pronouns if it was
0: another color you'd use they it's a bit confusing for people though isn't it like for the general public that would be. They wouldn't know the whole. They different do, yeah. Colours. And
1: I think it's it's that from that person's point of view. I'm sure that I don't I don't do that, but I'm sure they explain to the people mm. close to them mm. that this is right. This color means this to the people close to them. Yes. Not everyone's going to know that. I think one thing that really needs to be brought into society is not assuming people's gender. Like, if I saw a really nice TikTok video um, about this little girl, she's probably only three, Mm. and her mum says, like, "Um, what do we do, like, if we don't know whether, like, we don't know someone's gender, what do we say? And she says, we say they. And she's like, why do you say they? And she's like, because we don't assume people's gender. And I was like, we can teach kids this. Like, (laughs) this is not something that needs to be a huge thing that kids can't handle. Like, we need to be teaching them Mm. that because it's so important. But on the other hand, if and like if someone says that they're non-binary, that doesn't mean that they necessarily use they them pronouns.
0: like if you're not sure
1: mm. you need to we need to open up the conversation and not be
0: scared to ask. It's a, It's a new conversation for a lot of people that have never even thought about people not having the usual pronouns. We do make a lot of assumptions and, uh, and it is just open up people's minds to not assuming uh and getting used to asking yeah definitely Uh, and getting used to if somebody's pronouns are they there it actually takes a little bit of practice to get used to using those pronouns for somebody and sometimes we might slip up but we're human (laughs) yeah definitely i think you know for people who i who choose those pronouns to realize that sometimes people just might not understand how important it important it is.
1: Yeah. I think it's I, I I don't use they them pronouns, so it's tricky for me to speak to it. But I think it's one thing slipping up, being like, say I use they them pronouns and you said she mm. and I'd say they mm. or them. Do you mm. know like mm. I, that that that's fine. It's when people obviously actively disrespect someone's pronouns that it's, yeah. it's not okay. But I think People do realise that it's a, it is a
0: new thing. Not a new thing, but new-ish in society. to
1: choose
0: and to ask be. about people's pronouns, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's starting to open up the conversation about it. Um, I don't think, I am going to disagree, in fact, I don't think they, them is difficult to use in a conversation because you would use it as a plural anyway. Oh, they're going over there or, like, there they are. Can you give this to them? I don't think it's particularly hard, but I understand if you were used to. If I if I use they them pronouns, if I then change to that, you having referred to me as she yes for so long yes. I understand that it, it might be a big change. Some
0: practice in doing that. People
1: who are trans who who choose the choose the name that fits them better. Mm. Mm. Obviously, people close to them in their family might slip up and use their Mm. dead name Mm. they've got it they will understand that Mm. it's just about being willing and open to learn isn't Mm. it which yeah i think people are starting to to warm to the idea of asking and not assuming people's gender and pronouns yeah i find myself correcting like i correct myself if i'm like if someone goes past and i'm like oh that are uh, should i say she or he like mm. oh he's doing this you know you think in your head like oh he's doing that and i'm like they they're doing this mm. to to train myself yeah yes. like, not because it matters they don't know like they don't know that what you thought <laughs> that in <I> my head <laughs> that yeah. they were a man you woman. just
0: thought the wrong pronoun <laughs> no. literally like they don't know that i'm thinking yeah whatever gender but but it is that practice it's yeah. new, just forming that new habit of it, of yeah. it isn't it to me
1: it's important mm. that i i do that because you you could meet someone who is femme presenting mm. who doesn't use she their she her pronouns mm. like yeah just because someone's femme presenting or mass presenting doesn't mean that their pronouns are that so i'm trying to train myself to use
0: they and, um, how often in a conversation with people you don't know do you ask them their pronouns?
1: See, this is another thing. I had a conversation with someone at work about mm. this, um, and we are very different. Like we have very different views. Mm. Um, but it is like I, I think if someone was, if I was like if I was in a conversation with a new group of people who were my age, mm. I think I'd be much more likely. To say, if I wasn't sure on yeah. anyone's yeah. gender, anyone yeah. at all, no matter what their age, I would ask, mm. "What mm. pronouns you go by?" Mm. But with people who are like older, especially like at work, I wouldn't ask. No, I wouldn't ask. And I, I have my pronouns in my bio, uh, yeah. in my Instagram. Yeah, no, not Instagram. Email signature at work. Yeah, um, and I had a conversation with someone, and they said, "Like, oh, what's What's this about? So I explained about pronouns and why it's important and Mm -hmm. being an ally Mm -hmm. to the trans community. Um, And they said, like, oh, but I don't think I could do that. Like, I don't think I... Bear in mind, I'm working the motor trade. Yeah. So they were like, I don't... Oh, I don't know if I could do that. And it's like, oh, it's a shame because think of the conversations that you could have. Like, it could open up... Like, me putting my pronouns in my email signature opened up the conversation with so many people. And some people were like, okay, it's not for me like I'm fine whatever like that's mm. your decision but the amount of conversations yeah. that came from me doing that saying like, what is she her why have you got that mm. in your signature mm. and like we will have a really good conversation about it yeah. and it's just slowly opening up people's minds yeah. like that that makes such a big difference because
0: mm. I have mine in my LinkedIn profile and on my email signatures as well for that very reason yeah because we had it. a conversation right because <laughs> we saw it on somebody's email The name didn't we Uh, yeah and you were like that's really cool they've got the pronouns on the well i've seen it i have
1: seen it before but i remember saying to you um about it and saying like oh this is something that like your business like it'd be cool for your business to do and open up the conversation Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's definitely
0: getting there.
1: still got a long way (laughs) to go with with pronouns
0: yeah If you could go back in time and give your 15-year-old self, your younger self, a piece of advice, what would it be? What would you tell yourself? God,
1: I have so much time to repair for this.
0: (laughs) Get on the spot (laughs)
1: still. Um, I would say it doesn't matter what other people think. It matters how you feel. So don't put any weight in what other people think like at the end of the day it's your it's how you feel about yourself that matters and oh my god I would teach myself about feminism I would go back <laughs> and I I'd teach myself about feminism I know it's all part of the journey but yeah I'd, I would go back and teach myself about that about male validation how we are just conditioned to please men basically and that that's not you that's not
0: your worth is not based on that. I at agree. All. Your worth is not based on that. And exactly. It's not based on other people's opinion. Exactly. Your value is in who you are and the gifts that you bring to the world. Yeah. And uh, being comfortable in your own skin is the biggest gift. Ever. Your job in this planet is just to be happy. Yeah. And, uh, and other people can have a say what in their own opinions, and only you have the right to define who you are. Definitely.
1: I wish I had I had known that when I was younger. Mm. Well, I've learned it now.
0: It's all about the journey. I think it's Wayne Day that says you know having that ability to be independent of the good or bad opinion of others. Their opinion is their opinion, that's their business. none of your damn business to care what other people think. Yeah exactly. And to be just congruent in who you really are. Wasn't that a fabulous conversation? I thoroughly enjoyed it. She is a wonderful, wonderful young lady. And I know I'm biased because she's my daughter, but it's true. You've been listening to me, TJ Dow, and fabulous Tayshan Dow on the Spark to Your Success podcast. So Teshawn will be joining me on future episodes to do many interviews both with young people from the LGBT community and some organisations who are supporting the LGBT community too. So do join us in the next episode for more in the series about sexual and gender identity lots of information and resources also to come as well as much insight from the young people that we will be interviewing. And so hope to see you soon. In the meantime, stay amazing. Bye for now.